0: It's just interesting that every single person, the reason why they started a business is pain. And the reason why I bring this up is because for me, I thought that the people that were in business, this is back, you know, when I was 20, 21, whatever, I thought it was these are the people that were built for this thing. These are the people that were, they came out of the womb having the DNA of an entrepreneur. Um, But what I've come to realize over the years is that that's not really the case. If you've ever asked yourself how to stop trading all of your time for money, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets, where I'll be teaching you how to access the Wealth Code by creating solutions and value in today's ever changing world so you can create unlimited wealth and fulfillment in all aspects of your lives. Thanks for joining me. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Todd. We are celebrating National Business Month for healthcare professionals. I'm actually enjoying this. This is now, I think, my fifth interview that I've done. And today I have um, Cap, but you all don't know him as Cap. This is David Bailiff. David Bailiff is a physical therapist who helps, uh, well, he's actually created a concierge practice for himself, but now he has- a business called Uncaged Clinician, right? And he helps uh, physical therapists. And is it just physical therapists or is it now other disciplines as well? Other disciplines as well. Some OT, some speech, a uh, couple of chiros. Perfect. So basically they help healthcare professionals start a concierge practice. David, aka Cap, I want to welcome you to the Wealth Code Secrets podcast, my friend.
1: Oh, GT, it is so great to be here. It's an honor to be here. And I just, I love what you're doing. I love this idea you came up with. With the, the healthcare professionals month. I know this is something you've spearheaded, and I think it's a phenomenal thing. And, and you know, per, per you, you are a trailblazer to just setting the bar for everybody else to follow with setting this
0: up. So I congratulate you and, and thank you for doing so. Well, thank you for contributing to this. And the reason why I, I reached out to you, guys, I literally uh, text messaged him yesterday. I'm like, yo, Cap. You know, I'm. I, I want to do this. I'm setting up a bunch of interviews, and I reached out to David because uh, I want you all that are listening to see that there's many different ways that you can uh, start a business. And I like for me, I've been in this game for 22 years as a physical therapist. 22 years ago, I thought that the way that you would have to have a business is to have a four wall facility in my mind, I'm like, well, business is not in the cards for me because I'm going to have to invest a lot of money in, uh, getting a place, you know, um, you know, getting licensed credentialed insurances, this, that. And I think a lot of people are like, ah, business is not in cards for me. I-, I know I need to do something different, but I can't do business. And I just really want to show you all the different ways that you can do it. And that's what you know, David does, he does concierge. So can you do me a favor? Can you talk about your business? Talk about, uh, you know, your concierge business. And now that you're helping a lot of concierge uh, healthcare professionals, can you kind of go into what it is that you guys do and how concierge works?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like, like you, uh, GT, I was back probably about 2011. You know, I was, I I, I was, you know, I was mid forties and I'm thinking, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a 50 year old staff clinician, but like when I say like you, not, not that you are that age, but, but you were thinking, Hey, therapy has to be healthcare has to be in four walls and you have to be credentialed. And, and that was the, the the mindset and that's, that was the, the, the industry standard. Um, but I was thinking, Hey, there's gotta be something else, but I don't want to start my own practice because I've, I've, I've been in the fire of directing a clinic. I don't want to jump back in that fire. I didn't know what to do. Uh, And a physician, concierge physician actually reached out to me and asked me if I would go see one of her clients at his home that he had been to to clinics before. He did not like the rat race. He didn't like the the mills. He wanted everybody to come to him. So I had said, well, you know what? I got a couple of mornings a week that I'm free. Sure. I could swing that. So I went to see this gentleman and it was going to be for a solid hour. And I thought, man, what what am I going to do for an hour? Because I was so used to seeing people every every 10 to 15 minutes. Well, I go to see this gentleman and I look at my watch and like 57 minutes had passed by. And I was like, wow, that was a blast. It was so stress-free. And I just figured out what my next move is. I realized that there are people out here who want concierge services. Who want people to come to them and to be able to get the best care and have it be about them instead of being about what what insurance says that someone could have and the limitations that they could have, but it's about them and them meeting their goals and that's that's what led me to the concierge, which which also happen to be mobile. Uh, a lot of people think that mobile and concierge are the same thing. It's not necessarily the same thing because uh, you could be mobile and, and take insurance. You could be in a brick and mortar and take insurance, obviously. Uh, the, the concierge just means that typically that you, you are cash-based, although you could take some insurance, but it just means that you're, in my opinion, that you're putting a premium on the patient first, mm. that that's what's most important, is that you're putting a premium on the patient first to helping to change their lives in the way that's meaningful to them. And so I was, I, you know, I was blessed to be able to fa- be faced with that. Um, so twenty thirteen, went all in, started bailiff Integrated wellness here in, in North Scottsdale and Paradise Valley here in Arizona, and you know grew it rather well. and then, uh, you know if you don't if you want me to continue, I'll continue there, Gee. if you got questions or want to interject, please do so. Um but what happened was because you you'd mentioned uh, you know help other people now. Well, I had started a Facebook group uh, originally called the Mobile PT League has uh, transitioned to the uncaged clinician uh, through time and just for branding purposes. But what I found was that a lot of people were starting to reach out to me saying, hey, tell me about this mobile. Tell me about this concierge. How does this work? And I found myself being more excited for those calls popping up on my schedule than I was even for a new eval. And... the. The way that I I compared it was, and and gee, as you know, I I grew up playing tennis. Growing up playing tennis, I loved playing the game. But as much as I loved playing the game, I enjoyed even more helping my teammates out who wanted to get better at tennis, and they wanted me to help them. And so I enjoyed uh, drilling them, coaching them more so than playing myself. And so that's what I started recognizing. It It was the same thing is that I was enjoying helping other people to be able to regain their passion for what they were doing. Because, you know, a lot of people out there, uh, are, they're, they're burnout, they're frustrated. You know, I was, I know you were in your situation. You know, I'm even talking to new grads now uh, that are coming right out of school. And they're like, you know what? I've been through my clinicals. That ain't the environment I want to be in. And so uh, to be able to help people see that, you know, the, 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 what we would Figure or call like the standard industry of how you're supposed to practice. That isn't the only way to practice. Uh, you know, healthcare is a big playground, but we tend to be told and taught that we have to stay in this sandbox, and that the sandbox is the only thing on the playground. And they tell you, don't don't look over there at the swing set. No, no, no. Don't look at that those monkey bars. Oh, no, no. That's not a kickball field over there. No, don't look at that. Stay here in the sandbox. And, and you know, and I, I see that mentality a lot today, particularly even even unfortunately, even in my Facebook group, there are a lot of people still have that mentality. And so what I enjoy doing is helping people to see, like, "Hey, guess what? you can go get on the swing set and enjoy the day and have fun with what you're doing and and let that fun carry over into the, the people that you're working with, the lives that you're touching. And so now, not only are you empowered to to, to create the life that you want to create the job that you want that that where the job supports your lifestyle instead of your life supporting the job but your but the job supporting your lifestyle and then hopefully you'd be able to to pass that down to other employees to where they feel empowered now that gets passed down to the patient to the client where the client now is experiencing a, a real experience of health care and through that change in the community and so I have gone on a lie here, G Man, but man, what, you know, making that transition from being full-time clinical to only a little bit clinical and full-time coaching, you know, for me it was hard because I've been a therapist for 28 years now, I've been involved in therapy for 35 years. And so to make that switch, it was, you know, I was leaving my identity behind in, in a way, because I identified myself as a physical therapist. But when I realized that I'm actually now treating or impacting more patients than I, than I ever could on my own. And I'm helping other people to, to have that joy. You know, it, when I was in my mobile practice, my tagline was like, was I like to bring the playground back into people's lives. And at the time, it was about the patient. But now, not only is it about the patient, but it's about the, the healthcare professionals bringing the playground back into their lives mm. where they're having fun. And so when I looked at it in that regards, I realized like, yeah, you know what? I'm still solving problems, but I'm, I'm, I'm solving problems on a, on a bigger scale, a grander scale uh, in, in a way that other people are now able to better solve problems and enjoy
0: doing it. Right. The, 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 this is really important, you guys. Um, there's a lot of takeaways there, uh, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the story of about three years ago, you were down here. Uh, in Indian Rocks beach. And you guys, he uh, took me on the tennis court and he absolutely just, mm-hmm. he just, yeah, he just put a butt whooping on me. Okay. It was so bad. It was so bad. Like I just realized, you know, just coach me. And so it was so funny because this is about three years ago. And uh, I remember after we finished playing, you know, you know, tennis together, uh, he said, gee, you know, I just love to coach. He's like, we were playing cause we were playing for probably about 40, 45 minutes. And then the last 30, 35 minutes, he was just coaching me. He's like, I enjoyed that a lot more than I enjoyed playing. Uh, and I remember we talked about it again, remember the next morning yep. we went to breakfast yep. and you were just like, gosh, man, I get so much, um, excitement out of coaching, but you can't coach until you know how to do the thing very well. Right. right. And so I think there's two things here that you guys could kind of, you know, take away. Number one is this whole idea of the sandbox. And we've been told that we can only play within these, you know, four-wall confines, right? And there are so many different ways that you can actually do this. As a concierge healthcare professional, you are allowed to actually help people in whatever way you feel they need help in order for them to get the thing that they want. When we're working in the traditional sector, we have to help people in the way that we are allowed to help people within the uh, sandbox, okay? Um, as a coach, you are allowed to help people in whatever way you feel like you need to help them, um, and that allows you to play throughout the entire playground, and then it allows you to bring more people to the playground because now you're teaching people how to do that thing and how to do that for other people. So there's an exponential Growth and impact. So I love that. Um, let me ask you this. You've been a therapist for 35 years, correct? Or, th- yeah, been, or yep, yep. Okay. So was business always in the car to you from year zero when you just became a physical therapist? Was it there? And why did you say, I need to do this? What was your breaking point or what was your aha?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know.
0: From day zero,
1: I, I always toyed with the idea, oh, would I have my own thing one day or not? And it waxed and waned throughout the years, never really took it seriously. Uh, but, you know, I, I was reflecting one day, G, and, and, I, and I recall sitting in PT class thinking, you know what? One day, one day I'm going to impact a lot of people. I'm going to impact a lot of people one day. But I didn't know what that looked like. And... As I trans as as I started a Facebook group, as I transitioned into coaching, I realized I'm doing the thing that I said I was going to do one day, Mm -hmm. is impact a a lot of people. But what led to that to 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 the the I guess the career change, if you will, really what what led to starting mobile was that that burn that burnout, that frustration, that that the confinement, the the long hours. Uh, I didn't have a lifestyle, you know. I was I was at the clinic. Uh, You know, a 10-hour day really meant like 14 and a half hours. Uh, A five-hour day really meant like eight or nine hours. And as I I said earlier, like I'm standing there one day, I'm like, I don't want to be a 50-year-old staff clinician. I want to have some control. Uh, You know, the end of the month, uh, I was always in the red, and I didn't live an extravagant lifestyle. I didn't drive an expensive car. I had, you know, at the time, I had a one-bedroom apartment where my kids, when they were with me, they shared the bedroom with me. You know, I didn't live an extravagant lifestyle, but I still was in the red each month. Oh, man, this is man. If if I've I've got, I want to save for the future, and I can't even save for the future. I want to right. take my kids on a vacation. I can't even take my kids on a vacation. So there, there has to be a different way. I've got to be in control. As I realized that, you know, the 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 job, the job doesn't give me the flexibility to have control. They don't give me the freedom to have control. I've got to be in control.
0: And that's what led me to that. Yeah. I I've. As, as I've interviewed people over and over and over again, and I ask this question, it seems like everybody's answer is the same answer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's so crazy because everybody starts off and has this seed mm-hmm. in their mind of, I want to actually do something really epic and amazing, right? One day. They're in PT school. They're in OT school. They're in you know med school, whatever. And they, man, I want to impact and help a lot of people. And then we come out of school and we just fall into the sandbox, right? Right. And we do our thing. But then something happens. That that seed was there, right? It, it you know, it was there and it was germinating and it's just like, but it never kind of sprouted up. Mm-hmm. But every single person I've talked to, it's pain, some type of pain. For you, that pain was I'm in a one-bedroom apartment. I don't even have an extra bedroom for my kids. Uh, and even though I'm living a non extravagant you know, lifestyle, I am in the red every single month, every single month. And this cannot be the best way to be able to live. And it hits everyone at some different, you know, level. Uh, but it's just interesting that every single person, the reason why they started a business is pain. And the reason why I bring this up is because. For me, I thought that the people that were in business, this is back, you know, when I was 20, 21, whatever, I thought it was, these are the people that were built for this thing. These are the people that were, they came out of the womb having the DNA of an entrepreneur. Um, But what I've come to realize over the years is that that's not really the case. Uh, The majority of entrepreneurs out there that have made it uh, had a problem and they solved the problem for themselves. Okay. And once they solve the problem for themselves, they said, you know what? I remember the pain of what I felt so much that I know there's other people that are probably going through the pain that I was going through for you in 2011, right? And I'm going to go and help those people get out of that pain. And then it blossoms into like what it's blossoming, you know, for you. And that's wonderful. All right. Yeah. here's Here's my next question for you. You've been on this entrepreneur journey as a concierge you know physical therapist since two thousand and eleven two thousand and twelve uh you've now been coaching for the last been three and a half year?
1: years yeah three years three and a half years
0: give give the people some tips give give them some valuable lessons that you've learned throughout your business uh journey Whew, how much time we got
1: <laughs> you know if i had to, if if i had to think of the three three big ones, number one is as you get started, if you're thinking about being an entrepreneur, or even as you start your career, number one, because this is true, too, if, if, you're, if you're going to start off you know, working for someone, that's, that's fine. You can work for someone and still, still work on your mentality mm. so that you can be the best. And so number one is that you've got, to, you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe in yourself, and you've got to believe in your faith, whatever that faith may be. Because faith is just belief in in something bigger than you are. And so what you know, whether it's God, whether it's Yahweh, whether it's Allah, whether it's the universe, whatever it is, you've got to believe in your faith and recognize that you can't do it alone. All right. You've got you've got to invest in before you are invested in.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: All right. And, and and investing comes in different ways. You know, GT, I remember, I remember reaching out to you. Uh Jeez, I think it was uh, it was it was late, late 2017, first part of his first January of 2018. I remember reaching out to you, and I, you know, I had had reached a spot where I just, you know, all of a sudden I felt like things were going backwards in, in my business, and I reached out to you. I said I need help, and I remember it was so impressive, and that's what sold me. But you know, I, I sent you a text. You voice messaged me right back, and you said, "Dude, I can help you," and we we talked through that. Um, and so that was scary for me to, and, and to for me to invest because I hadn't invested before. But once I made the investment, I, I've never questioned investing again. And what I've seen return just is tenfold that investment. And so the investment might be in coaching, it might be in mentorship. It might be investing in building relationships with people, taking the time to build relationships with people. And until you do that, until you invest, really hard for, for you to be expected to be invested in. And then uh, again, of all the stuff that, that I, that I had to learn, like that, that, you know, success looks differently for everyone and you define your success, not, not society, but you define your success and success comes at a different rate than, than, you know, for everyone. Uh, It's like, you know, running a half marathon and I know you, you, you've run races, GT, you know, and at the beginning, everybody wants to go 13.1 miles. Some people get there in an hour and a half. Some people get there in three hours. But guess what? At the end of the line, everybody gets a finisher's medal. Everybody gets the bagels. Everybody gets the Gatorade. So you just have to run your race and recognize that success looks differently and comes differently for everybody else. As long as you can remember that, then you're going to be okay. And then finally, just rise above the noise. Rise above the noise. There are going to be haters out there. There are going to be people who doubt you. There are going to be people in your inner circle who are going to doubt you. Your family, your friends, your colleagues are going to question. There are going to be people who are going to hate on you. And what you have to realize is two things about the haters. Is number one, the haters, it comes from a place of jealousy because you're doing something that they were afraid to do, but they never did. And number two, the people who hate on you are the people who have a J-O-B. They yeah. aren't the people who are, who are expressing courage to go out there and build something. They're the people with the J-O-B who don't have the courage. Those are the people that hate, who are hating on you. So rise above that noise. Otherwise it's going to just, it's going to drive you nuts. So those would be my, my biggest tips for, you know, in getting started in business and business journey, things that, that I've learned to really help gain success.
0: Well, I love those. I love those. Well, here's the deal. I don't want to sugarcoat things for people. So business is not easy. There's been a painful lesson or two that you've probably dealt with. Can you give them one? Yeah,
1: you know what? <laughs> I was reflecting on this G cuz cuz thankfully you sent me a couple questions ahead of time and I'm a, am a processor so I got to process. So, you know, the the biggest lesson is number 1, you've got to you've got to be clear in your foundations. You have to have cleared in your foundations and your mission. And where I'm going with that is don't let yourself be distracted From your mission Mm. that's something where honestly that was a big mistake that that we learned early on in in our coaching practice in fact we were just coming out of it but but we we had a mission we were we were we were on a great path we got distracted by shiny objects so as you're building your practice have clarity have a mission don't be distracted by shiny objects because now you're going to find yourself like the squirrel in the freeway at, at rush hour you don't know which way to go and you're just going to run into
0: trouble. You know, it's so crazy. I, I tell you this here, just y'all, we're just talking now. All right. I hope y'all enjoy this, this, mm-hmm. this, part, you know, um, I've, I've made lots of mistakes, but one thing I, but I've also done a lot of good stuff. Uh, and one thing I can tell you is when I look back at renewal rehab and I look back at my coaching with, at least when I went online, I, I've been a private practice Consultant since 2009, but I went online with uh, in 2016 with Smart Success Physical Therapist. It was uh, back then, so it was called SSPT. And like that business was able to go to beyond like two, $3 million. It was just one course, one group of people, one course, one offer. I had one offer as in a course, and I had one offer that was an event. That was it. And I think I think what 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 David just said is so true. Like, Like we want to make things so complicated sometimes. And it's just easy for us to say, let's add this, let's add that, let's do this, let's do that. Let's man, it's you guys figure out your one thing and figure out how to make that thing work. And once you figure out how to get, make it work, figure out how, if you can make it work for person two, person three, person four, person five. I made this thing work for person 610 before I changed it. And then I said, okay, you know what? There is now proof that, all right, this way I'm doing things will, will help other people besides physical. And then I changed it. So I just want you all to understand that. And what he just said was so much gold. You've, you've got to stay and stick to the path. And not get distracted by all the shiny objects. They're always going to be there. And especially in today's world where we've got access to so many different outlets and mediums that are basically telling us, oh, my gosh, do this, do this, do this, this. And it gets you off your goal. It gets you off your focus. So I love that. You know,
1: G, just just to to be real about it, uh, as far as chasing shiny objects, the people who tend to fall, most likely to fall prone to that are the very new business owners, the people just starting out those are people who are more likely to fall prone to chasing shiny objects so i just i want to caution everybody on that give them give them kind of that word of advice from an old
0: man yeah i think also uh, so why you know like why do they because it goes back to the first thing you said in uh, you know some of the valuable tips you said faith you have to have faith yep. and when you lack faith you're always thinking what i have right now is not enough so I need something else. And so you guys, said all kind of you know ties in together. All right. Yep. Yep. So uh, do you have anything that could be of value to our audience? We've got a lot of new business owners. We've got people considering going into business. We have a lot of vets that listen to this as well. But um, you're in the concierge world. Is there something that you can offer them for those that want to learn more about it?
1: Yeah, if they want to learn more, we've got uh, we've got the Uncaged Clinician Facebook group that people are welcome to to join. And within that, we have a number of resources. People who are thinking about getting started, we we uh, offer a ten step checklist of things that you want to make sure that you you tick these off to really help start you on the right foot. That's more of just kind of like, how do I get started? I get asked that question all the time, and I see that question in the group all the time. How do I get started? Well, first you got to make sure you at least have these things in place. And again, it's not about it's not about everything being perfect, but there are some things that you want to have in place. Uh, so we have that 10-step checklist that's available in the list. And, you know, gee, i I'm 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 happy to, to share that with your audience, you know, give them access uh, to that checklist
0: uh, if people would like that. So here's what we'll do. We'll put it in the description below. You guys, look wherever you're watching this. If you watch this on YouTube or you're watching this uh, or listening to this on uh, Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, just look in the description section and uh, we'll put the checklist. Is that cool? I uh, cap. we'll put we'll, yep. we'll put in, each, um, in the in the the description. Okay. Um so I I are, like I think you guys are doing some type of event this year, correct? So just quickly, yep. let's talk about your event. Uncaged
1: Uncaged Live is going to be October 6th to 9th in Denver, Colorado. Um October 6th, that's a Thursday. It's a meet and greet night. Uh meetings all day Friday and Saturday. Uh then leave on Sunday the 9th. Uh, and the 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 main topic overall, it's about sustainability. So we're going to talk about what you can do to to uh, create sustainability in, in not only your business life, but your personal life. And what we're going to be touching on is what we call the five Fs, which are really your your core of who you are. It's your faith, your family, your fitness, your finance, and your fulfillment. And you know in, unless you can learn to address all areas, set boundaries for yourself, Address all areas, those five things are your core, and in, unless unless you are are happy in your core, then you're never going to be happy in your business. Mm. And so that's what we're going to be addressing is that how, how do you address all these things to create sustainability so that you can endure so that you can show up authentically every single day giving your
0: best? You want to know what I love uh, Traditional schooling never talked to me about faith. Okay, fine. I get it. All right. They never talked to me about how I can honor my family. They never talked to me about how I can basically uh, uh, improve my temple or my fitness, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, It never talked to me about how to uh, create fulfillment in my life. Um, It never talked to me about um, any of those things. And, and this is real world stuff. So I love the fact that you guys are doing this. Uh, and you're saying that, look, this is the precursor for you to actually be able to have longevity within your business. Yeah. Uh, so I, you, you know, I love this, you guys, this is practical, real stuff. Um, how do they find out about Uncaged Live? What is the uh, website? Yep. They can go to, uh,
1: www.uncagedlive.com and find out, uh, all the details there. They can register if you're interested. Find out all the details. Find out about the the guest speakers that we have coming, um, and kind of like what the lineup looks like.
0: You guys, listen. If you are listening to this and you're like, man, I just don't know which area of business I should explore. I I think I think personally a great 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 starting point for many of you. Um, you want to be able to use your skills that you have gotten from school. You just want to be able to package it in a different way than the traditional way. I think. Uh, concierge is such a great, great, great option for many of you. And honestly, uh, David, uh, Kevin and Josh, those guys are kind of the pros at that. So you guys go ahead. And if you resonated with things that David you know, told you today in this episode for National Business Month, please just look in the description below, check out their stuff and um, and do something good for yourself. All right. Love you guys. Till next time. i